Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Listener beware, you're not in for a scare. Disappearances can be deadly. On Max's birthday, he finds a sort of magic mirror in the attic. It can make him become invisible. So Max and his friends start playing Now You See Me, Now You Don't. Until Max realizes that he's losing control, staying invisible a little too long, having a harder and harder time coming back. Getting invisible is turning into a very dangerous game. The next time Max gets invisible, will it be forever? You'd hope so. Even the book can't even agree that this is worth reading. Hey, now. Hey, now. Welcome to Geesebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. Today we are reading Let's Get Invisible. I'm going to say my name. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) And I'm Danielle. I have a PhD in English. I'm Jojo and I have a PhD in English. I'm Jeff. I actually have an AA, but I don't know what it's in. (laughs) That's wild. I believe it's... That is wild. I believe it's in elementary education and... it's a teaching. It's a teaching AA. Com- this is Joe, so. Joe is absorbed. This is so curious. Was your plan to teach little, little, little Jeffs? Original, uh, original, classic Jeff. Original flavor yeah. Jeff. Original Jeff wanted Nacho to be. Nacho cheese Jeff wanted to be a teacher. No, this, this is not your great. This is your grandpa's this is Jeff. Cool Ranch Doritos. This is cool like Ranch. Cool Jeff. Ranch Dorito Jeff wanted I'm to be. be on goosebumps. Originally Joe. wanted to be a high school teacher at his old high school in Pittsburgh, California. I wanted to teach high school there. That's the beginning of many a what, show's pre. What, what subject? Uh, or high school general studies. Well, when I was there, I was focused on drama. Ooh. And uh, causing it or teaching it? Teaching. Hey. Why not both? I also was in journalism, so I thought one of those two. Oh, you would been you've been an elective teacher. Yeah. So the way that you do that is you go to a junior college for eight years. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'm writing it down. Which, assumedly, I'm a doctor based on that. Yes, you have put in the time. I have put in the time, and I should be at this point be a doctor. And then at, after a while, they just say, you're done. Good job. And then they give you an AA, and you, you put it in the same place that you put your high school diploma and letters that you wrote your grandmother when you were five. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the same thing as I did with my PhD. School. So. Yeah. And what then, is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's right. Occasionally, you'll do a job application that might have an option to write in AA. And even then, the person reviewing it's going to be like, is this even a thing? And oh, it, you're it, an alcoholic, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been great because if you had taken the CBEST test, which all teachers have to take, I was grading those for like a long time. And I could have read your essay and been like, this bitch dumb. Oh, wow. That went a different way than I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Jeff, 
Did you not know that to teach there was a standardized test component? Did you think he just would get the AA and then just like materialize? I mean, look around at look at your high school teachers. Does it look like they passed any kind of test yeah. at any That's point the ever? Thing, right, Danielle? I used to think that, but now I realize that if, if there are more Jeffs out there, <laughs> maybe we did get the cream of the crop. I think we did. I think we, well, we got the cream of the sub Jeff crop. Here's the other thing, though, and this I think is very essential. Elementary education. That's not secondary, no. which is where high school is. Nope. But it is a good foundation. I think what happened was I got that and I did look into like getting into teaching. Found out that you basically have to do it for free for a number of years. Yes. Um, and it's basically you're babysitting a bunch of horrible monsters for free. And then I realized like fifth and sixth graders, that's when they become monsters. Yes. And I didn't know if I had the the gumption to deal with that type of stress. To deal yeah. with monsters. To yes. deal with monsters. Literal monsters. Little tiny monsters running around. They learn curse words. They call you bad things. What, they, do you, what am I going to do? They hit you and it yeah. Well, Jeff, if I know you, you're going to drink? Yep. <laughs> oh, I was going to say collect them and kill them, but I yeah. guess. Well, that that's was... if Danielle was doing yeah. anything. Anything. Just any. That's why they don't let me out of the house. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> there is no pandemic. There's right. no pandemic. <laughs> <my> house arrest. <laughs> so we want. I wanted to give a disclaimer before this. Danielle and JoJo are very differing views on Let's Get Invisible. Yes. I have a mostly positive view of it. This is the first scary book of Goosebumps that I've read so far. Especially towards the end. Wasn't just like goofy, cartoony wackiness that R.L. Stein threw in haphazardly. Although there, although there did come a point in this book when you could clearly see, okay, R.L. Stein has decided he's written enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that is every book. This book suffers from everything that an R.L. Stein book suffers from, which is like meandering middle part, front loaded with like a bunch of wackiness. There is a lot of like tenseness. There wasn't a lot of, I didn't highlight as much in the latter half of this book. And I There's think that we- There's not as much that's just outright Dumb. Yeah, there's not as much of like R.L. Stein sitting at his desk just Talking drinking straight from the bottle. Mashed potatoes and yeah. shoving them in their face and raw. It's a very, this one seems like he definitely focused more on the ending. It just, it's just, a, it's a very imbalanced book, I would say. I Have, hated this. You book. hate this book. This one sucked so much. It was so boring. Among my favorites. It is the best plotted, the best written, the best The set best, up. the best plotted? <laughs> yes. Plot as in the things that happen in this book, which is fucking nothing. As this, in. This, this makes oh, man, New Girl, this makes Fear Street 1 New Girl look like fucking Citizen Kane. Well, this sucks so much. Well, let's get this to. This sucks so much. JoJo's wrong. Let's get to the actual, let's let the people know. Oh, as in, let's do a synopsis? Let's do a synopsis. What do you say we do a synopsis, Danielle? I feel like maybe I should do it, but maybe Jeff. We have to do the one-minute synopsis. Oh, the one-minute, yep. Or at least I get get a a rebuttal. No, no one gets to rebut the synopsis. That's not Uh, how the synopsis works. Well, here's, okay, so because you both have very differing views, why don't you both do the one-minute, and then I'll do the long. (laughs) Real one, okay. Okay. Uh, Danielle, after you. All right, here we go. And go. This book is about uh, Max and his brother Lefty, they are brothers. And there's a mother. <laughs> Shut up. There's a, there's a, they, have a, they have a baller ass attic that's just monstrous. And then they discover a hidden room in their, ma- in their like mad cool 
uh, attic. And then inside the tiny room is this badass mirror that when you turn on the light, that there's apparently a light like strapped to the mirror. And when you turn on the light, you go invis and no one can see you. But the longer you stay invisible, the closer you get to possibly disappearing and being ultimately replaced by your mirror reflection. And so they lay up. They do that. <laughs> they, they, do, they, do they do that. that. <laughs> is that it? Uh, and then lefties, righty. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's the important That's time. Part. That's time. Right. That's a good one. You know what? It was the way that Danielle describes it. I have no problem with the book. <laughs> Especially that lefty is righty part. Well, if you don't mind, I will now go. And boop. So it starts off with Max. He's having his birthday party. He has a brother named Lefty who sucks. All his friends come over at some point, like 15 kids, they say. I think it's because uh, R.L. Stein thought up like four names and like, let's just say there's 15. And they had a little party where they watched Terminator and <laughs> the girls wanted to play Twister, which wh- what? Um, and then uh, he goes to his attic because they wanted to check out the attic and they find this magic mirror that if you turn on the light, it turns you invisible. And without fail, he, he and all of his friends, uh, by that I mean Zach, uh, April, who is another girl who he knows, and Aaron, who is a third girl he knows, and Lefty, all try on this mirror. And the same scene plays out 15 different times of them turning on the mirror going, I can't wait to go do invisible stuff. And then that never materializing. And then at the very end, they find out they stay in the mirror too long. The reflections come to life and replace them. And then they blow up the mirror. The end. This book is about thwarted desire. Yeah. You know, it's deep. It's like the reflection of a mirror. If you put one against each other, it just goes on forever. Yeah, but I wouldn't look at a mirror in front of a mirror and go, this is entertaining. <laughs> I would. I'd dance in front of it. Right, I would Jeff. take off my pants in front of it. All right, Jeff, you now have the unenviable burden <laughs> of having to do the full synopsis of this book where, <laughs> I mean, can you find something outside of what Danielle and I have said to elaborate on? I don't know, but two minutes on the clock. All right. And go. Okay, so yes, book stars uh, Max and his brother Lefty. They live with their mom and dad, uh, who we never really see much of. They have a birthday party for Max at the beginning. Some friends come over. Um, during this party, it's raining. They can't go outside, so they go up to the attic, and they do find this hidden room where there is an enormous mirror that weirdly does have some sort of... Uh, some sort of light attached to it. When you pull the light on, you go invisible. When you click it back off, you come back. However, the longer that you are invisible, the longer it takes for you to come back. Um, the kids go through a number of different trials where they like try out being invisible. Um, they all become very infatuated with the idea of trying to beat each other in a competition for who can stay invisible the longest. The longer they stay invisible, the weirder they feel. They feel like they're being pulled away. They're floating. They don't feel right. But then when they come back, that feeling is gone. Max starts to feel uneasy with everyone's desire to play with the mirror as much, especially his younger brother, Lefty, who is the worst. And Lefty can... constantly goes up to basically become invisible without telling anybody, um, which upsets Max to no end. Max wants to stop the mirror, but unfortunately can't tell his friends no. Um, They find out that the longer you are in the mirror, at about the 12-minute mark, you do disappear for a moment and then are replaced when you do come back by your reflection. That is the point of this book, is that these evil, seemingly evil reflections want to replace their actual real-life doppelgangers. At the end, the mirror is shattered. The evil reflections disappear, like in Ghostbusters going into a trap, except for apparently Lefty, 
who was replaced and far enough from the mirror when it was broken that he did not get sucked back into the mirror universe. So now real brother lefty is gone forever and he has been replaced with righty. The only difference being Evil that twin. he is not as, as buck wild as lefty and he throws with his right hand. Ew, what a Also, monster. grandma and grandpa come over once for food. And they talk a lot about soup. And they talk a lot There's about a lot soup. Of soup talk. I do remember the, the soup talk. And I honestly believe that there might be some underlying thoughts that potentially maybe grandma and grandpa might be mirror reflections <gasps> of their original selves as well. Oh, shit. Whoa, Ooh. that would have been an interesting oh, thing if it happened. <laughs> That's the full synopsis. Did I miss anything in there? No. Yeah. You do not miss anything. 90% of the book is in the attic. Which with a with a story about becoming invisible? Oh, shut up! Is a huge middle finger. It's not about becoming invisible, Joe. What's the title? Let's get <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you know who might know more about what the book is actually about? Who? I don't know. Hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> hey Siri. <laughs> Who would know something about Let's Get Invisible, a Goosebumps novel by R.L. Stein? Beep. <laughs> did you mean Geesebumps? A did you mean Goosebumps? No, God damn it, Siri. This is a great. <laughs> this is so good. I fucking love this. I love this so much. Dude, fucking, I'm fucking vamping Siri. I'm loving it. No, let, me, let me try my Google phone. Yeah, check yours. Hey, hey Google. Yes, Joe. Hey, Google. What's up? <laughs> Nerd. Well, that was rude. Listen, you're rude. we're. No, you're rude. 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 No, fuck you. You're rude. <laughs> hey, you're rude. hey, Siri. Oh, you're rude. Hey, Siri, is Google hey, rude? Hey, Siri, do you believe this shit? <laughs> All right, Joe, I'm rude. What do you want? Who would know something about Let's Get Invisible by R.L. Stein? Probably the asshole who wrote it. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Well, it just so happens that R.L. Stein has been here the whole time. <laughs> Quietly in the corner, waiting for a chance to speak. I saw him actively chewing his thumb. I would describe him as laying in wait. <laughs> yes. I saw him sort of like get into the crouched position, the sort of attack. Ready to strike right. and unload all of his mighty rage on us. Well, Danielle, we don't have an extra mic for him, so I think you're going to have to relinquish your, your oh, microphone. Oh, yes. me? Yes. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Yes, Danielle. The like, most valuable member of this team? Listen, Danielle, if it wasn't for the patriarchy, I would absolutely agree, yes. We would give up one of our mics, but unfortunately, as the woman on this team, you need to be silenced. Fucking <laughs> patriarch king over here. Okay. I guess I'll go to the kitchen and make a sandwich. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. And now that she's, now that that's on our podcast. Now it's just, now it's just bros in here. Now, now it's just bros. Yeah. So R.L. Stein, fellow bro, please tell us. Oh, also, how are you? I am flummoxed. flummoxed. Oh, flummoxed. Why? Interesting. Well, Mr. Well, Mr. Robert. No, 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 no. It's rocket launch lobster. Rocket launch is one word. Okay. Lobster is the also, second. It doesn't need to be necessarily, but you have decided that it's... I didn't want it to be R.L.L. Stein because, you know, George R.R. R. Martin, that dumb yes, motherfucker. R. L. L. Yes, R.L.L. Yeah. Stein and George R.R. R. Yes, Martin. I cannot, I cannot be associated with that kind of... <laughs> well, Rocket Launch Lobster, we have just concluded a reading of one of your 
books, 1993's Let's Get Invisible. Yes, I heard some of the conversation. So uh, I, I think I can speak for both Jeff and the now kitchen-bound Danielle. Motherfucker! What is this book about? Allow me to tell you. So the book focuses on the idea of the struggle between childhood and adulthood, right? And the mirror promises invisibility. It promises these children the ability to remain children while in adult controlled spaces and situations. So Lefty wants to go down and prank his parents while they're at dinner rather than having to act like a proper adult as he would have to if he were visible. Probably Zach uh, wants to go to the ladies locker room and look around because he would rather be a flippant, irresponsible, slightly inappropriate child than a responsible adult who is not allowed to do that. And who is respecting women. And who should respect women. Mm -hmm. And so, the longer they stay invisible, you see, the longer they hold on to this fantasy of remaining children in spite of growing older and becoming burdened with more and more responsibility, the longer they resist, the more that version of them fades away and is replaced by the thing that can conform. The reflection. The reflection. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Joe, what's your thoughts on that? I mean... You, I mean, you can't argue with Rocket Launcher. I can't Lobster. really argue with Rocket Launch Lobster Stein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mostly because his name is threatening in different ways. <laughs> one being explosive and one being very intimate. <laughs> the mirror then is a method by which these these characters are able to deny their becoming mature. Correct. Yes. Hmm. Yes. But that is but and 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 the inevitability of course being you can't really deny that for very long. And that's right. And then if you were to go frolic about for an extended period of time, the greater the punishment. Up to and including being fucking murdered. Yeah. Yes. The, mirror. the less yeah. the less yourself you can remain. This is weirdly smart for our show. <laughs> Yeah. This is much smarter than I was anticipating. Well, I mean, <laughs> if, you re if you do nothing but read between the lines, these books are brilliant. These books have a lot to say about adolescence. Yeah. You get out of here, Danielle. Hey! <laughs> Fine! Sorry, R.L. Sorry, R.L. I hate it when she comes. <laughs> you if you would need a replacement... I, uh, yeah, we'll definitely consider having you on our show permanently with, you. your, I, I, uh, with uh, your breathy voice uh, and your uh, weird uh, attention uh, to details that uh, I don't know are there. Uh, uh, but thank you for joining us, RL. Rocket Launch. Back, back to your corner. Go back to the witch that sent you. Yes, I shall crouch in the corner now. And yes. I may make chittering sounds, but don't worry. That's fine. That'll be another book in the future. Yeah, he's a lobster after all. He's a giant lobster with a rocket giant launcher. Chittering lobster with all a right. rocket launcher in its claws. Yes. That's good. Draw that. That's good. All right. Bye, RL. Danielle, you can come back in now. Yeah, we have your mic back. Oh, I'm sorry. Are the boys done talking now? About this. Yes. No. But we may end up talking about, like, monster trucks, and if that happens, oh, you're going to need to go again. God. Or worse, Dragon Ball Z. Hey. <laughs> we did talk about we Dragon Ball Z. We did talk like, a lot about Dragon Ball Z before this episode. Like 20 minutes before. And it was just me listening to the plot of Dragon Ball Z <laughs> through Jeff's eyes. And, and I loved it. And it was me looking occasionally at Danielle to see the love in her eyes for me fade. <laughs> She's just like, nerds? 
Nerd. Bless her for trying to look interested when I discussed why Frieza came back to life again. I feel like I have the the best parts of the book because the beginning of the book really is um, where the most happens aside from the last, again, 10 pages of this book. I disagree as the representative of the middle. Like so many of RL's books, we have a problematic family unit. There is this ongoing concern with w at least one parental figure being An borderline, asshole. if not blatantly abusive. Yes. Okay. Being a so where, where are we? So shit. Chapter five. Um, Lefty. Now, just some some preface. Lefty uh, is the younger child who's ten, who has a tendency to throw a softball around oh, yeah. the house. I know what this is. Constantly, <laughs> always throwing it up, throwing at things, and being told that he's going to break something. So fun. He tosses the softball up to the ceiling, trying to catch it behind his back. He missed. The ball bounced up from the floor onto an end table, where it knocked over a large vase of tulips. What a crash. The vase shattered, tulips went flying, all the water poured down onto the carpet. Mom tossed up her hands and said something silently to the sky, the way she always does when she's very bent out of shape about something. Then she really got on Lefty's case. She started screaming. How many times do I have to tell you not to throw that ball in the house? Stuff like that. She kept it up for quite a while. <laughs> Lefty shrank into a corner and tried to make himself tinier and tinier. He kept saying he was sorry, but mom was yelling so loud, I don't think she heard him. That's I bet you. I bet Lefty wanted to be invisible right at that moment, but he had to stand and take his punishment. What the ever-loving right? fuck, I dude. I think mom is emotionally abusing your child. This, this... This, this is one of the darkest timelines. This is quite dark. Encounter. This quite is one dark. of the most sad passages that I've read. <laughs> it, it is so disturbing and so triggering. So let's uh, let's see here. So <laughs> Lefty throws a ball. Yeah. Breaks the glass. Yeah. And then Lefty gets yelled at to the point where he gets tinier and tinier. The His brother's like, well, he never learns. <laughs> He's just a dumb That's my favorite part asshole, of this whole thing right? is that he goes... Uh, yeah, I mean, sucks sucks to be sucks you. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be the one who's getting all the bad attention right yep. now, right, Lefty? Man, I'm gonna can't wait for all this good attention to <laughs> come my way. I don't know why Lefty of the future would possibly want to stay in Mirror World as an improvement over current world. Did Mirror Lefty get out, spend a few weeks in this house, and was like, "Holy fuck, put me yeah, back fuck, in the mirror." Fuck that shit. Take <laughs> take me to oblivion. Take me away. Point. So where's the real horror story? Indeed, sir. <laughs> so the real, the real scary. Hi, Jojo Lewis, Geese Bumps. <laughs> we, we talk a lot about monsters and ghosts and stuff attacking children. But, you know, the real, <laughs> the real monster is bad parenting. Yeah. I think we can attest to that. I think that's an ongoing monstrous presence in all of these books. You got lefty. He's throwing a ball. He breaks something. He's done this a lot. Vases every day. Broken. Every day vases. And it says. How many vases do you think Lefty's broken? He's 10, right? He's 10. At least three a year. That's modest. Yeah. So 30 by that. By that. So by, are you telling me that when he was a one year old. Shut was, up. He was a baby. I forgot to carry the zero or something. Yeah, that's the <laughs> kind of math we're talking about here. So it's a little hi, newborn. Danielle, hi, hi, little baby lefty. Hi, little. This is a you're going to grow up to be a baseball player. And, he, and then and then mom hands him the baseball and then he goes goo goo and throws it. Throws immediately it in the face. Face. <laughs> like, ha! 
So and just wangs it right into her face and completely. And she's like, I bet you the first time she was like, Oh well. Oh, he does. He does. He's he got a little fastball yeah. on this one. Yeah. By age four. Oh, she's done. Twelve, at least twelve vases deep at yeah. this point. She's yeah. like, okay, well, yes, Is quite it- a fastball, but. I'm starting to run out of places to put my flowers. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why don't they take the ball away from him? Because he becomes a. He's gonna be a baseball player, Jeff. You know what? How cowboy acts when we take away his food. Yeah, too much. He yeah. wants to be a baseball player, that <laughs> cowboy. He needs to eat the food. As opposed to just taking away the thing that is constantly causing destruction, and he's a ten-year-old, so you can do that. <laughs> Instead, you were going to leave shrink- him the baseball to continue <laughs> to be a baseball. <laughs> player while abusing him slightly yeah. to stop him from breaking because, all of your flowers. Well, first holders. of all, it's not Jeff. a it's not it's not a baseball. It's, it's a, a softball. softball. Yeah, which is larger. Which is bigger and, and heavier. heavier. Yeah, so it does more damage. It's easy to scream at your kids. Not as easy. To, it's not easy to take away their softball. That's true. She's really not being the adult there. Unless every time he throws a softball, she does take it away. <laughs> Oh no! And Lefty just has more. Lefty just like, he like goes through the town at night, through backyards and baseball diamonds. Yeah. He wants to be invisible for his criminal enterprise. I believe that what we've uncovered here is that Lefty is, uh, in many ways, the criminal mastermind of Let's Get Invisible, where his whole goal is. He is the dodger of this whole Fagan collective. Like Dexter before him, serial killer extraordinaire. Oh, his plan sure. is to satisfy his dark softball throwing passenger. Oh, man. By throwing softballs, breaking vases, a, a pretending to be emotionally abused as a child. And then <laughs> pretending to be a victim. Supping at the sweet taste oh. of more softballs to throw at more vases. Yes. And then he probably goes to school and tells his teacher about how he's abused. So yes. he gets preferential All treatment. All they do is they try to steal my softball. They Why are they trying to take your softball, Lefty? Oh, no reason. reason. I was just trying <laughs> to hold it. I just wanted it inside the house. And they said no. And they beat me. And they threw me in a corner. It's the last thing that... My grandpa left me. Grampy left this. Grampy me. left. The, Grampy left me this softball, and he said, "Boy, would you throw this softball? You're gonna wanna smash vases. <laughs> and every time you smash a vase, that's Grandpa's laughter. Can you can yeah. you do it, Lefty? Can yeah, you throw can you balls and vases for old Pop Pop? And that was definitely the mom's dad. Yes, yeah. for sure. And, it, and it, definitely <laughs> don't touch my magic attic mirror. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't but, do that. But this fucking softball. Oh, go but crazy. But do destroy all of your horrible mother's vases. Yes. It'll make me so proud. And then Lefty's like, you got it. All right, Grandpa. I'm going to throw. I'm on it. If you have children, you shouldn't have vases. Yeah, if you have children and easily breakable objects, you've basically just kind of set yourself up with like, uh, I mean, I know it's going to happen. Yeah. I know it's going to break. Whose fault is it? Then? The moment, the oh, moment right. I, the moment that my powerful seed, <laughs> oh my, burst forth into this world, a miniature version of myself, I knew that everything I had made of glass was expendable. I knew that everything that I had must go. The fire sale of me. Everything I've ever loved. Jeff, that was a fine passage. What else you got for us? I have another passage. This is actually the one that I had sent you last night when I thought you were talking about it. 
<laughs> Jojo had messaged me, um, I'm assuming immediately after he finished the book. Nice. When I barfed. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I found the most problematic passage at, oh, page, I at, cannot at, this, wait. at this page. And I sent him what I thought it was. I, and it was not it. Oh, what, what did you think it was? I think it was literally the next page. Yeah. Page, uh, page 31. Page, for, for me, 30, for 31, 30, yeah. And actually, I'm going to read a little bit beforehand. So one of the things that happens is that Lefty and his brother Max are constantly at odds with each other. They, they, they snipe at each other. Lefty's very immature, so they call each other names. They push each other. A lot of tickling in this book. Yeah, a lot of aggressive tickle. A lot of a invisible aggressive tickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah lots of Invisi shirts. Tickle, I uh, lots it. of shirts being pulled up with tummies being seen for Quite tickling sexual. purposes. Axe has gone back up to the attic to look at the mirror again. Um, this is the second time he's gone up there. He tried to sneak up to the attic in the middle of the night and Lefty followed him. And Max says, go back downstairs and go to bed, he said. My voice was finally returning to normal. I tried to sound as if I meant business. But Lefty didn't move. Make me, he said. Another classic argument winner. I mean it, I insisted. Go back to bed. Make me, he repeated nastily. Lefty fucking sucks, by the way. <laughs> I'll tell mom and dad you're up here, he added. I hate being threatened, and he knows it. Oh. That's why he threatens me every hour of the day. What is he talking shit. to? <laughs> sometimes, like, yeah. he, so he says, sometimes I just wish I could pound him. <laughs> but we live in a non-violent family. That's what mom and dad say every time Lefty and I to get the in a police. fight. Break it up, you two. We live in a non-violent family. Sometimes non-violence can be real frustrating. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? To us. To us. The readers. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? I gotta say, sometimes, I don't know, you go to Yogurt Land or... Build-A-Bear. You go to Build-A-Bear and you're, you're stuffing little <laughs> Timbo. Stuffing bears. Timbo the bear up to the little tube that fills him full of innards and... You're just going to town on this shell of a bear. <laughs> and then someone walks up and, and calls you a nerd and then and then takes your takes your unfinished Timbo and you go Timbo? Man, I really wanted to keep Timbo. I liked it. But I can't beat him up. I'm this is a nonviolent day for me. But I've been taught. Uh, this is what I've been taught. My mom screams in my face until I want to die, but we're a nonviolent family. Well, as a nonviolent family, that means I can't hurt you. <laughs> With my hands. With, with my hands. Physically, I cannot. And then he's like, but you know what? You can have Jimbo. Because I know that when you go home tonight and take off your pants, you not only have a whole shit ton of skid marks up in them undies, but then you're going to go to bed with them on your head. I know this. And then, and then kids are like, Man, he got me so Shit. good. But oh, at least fuck. I got at least I got Timbo back. Nonviolence wins again. <laughs> nonviolence takes the prize. Thank you, nonviolence, for getting me back, Timbo, and making sure that I got made fun of and didn't punch somebody. Do you think that this story would have gone much better for everyone involved if they hadn't been a nonviolent family? <laughs> It just Every time I've wanted to pound my brother, I have, because my parents say hitting is winning. <laughs> well, I mean, it does make sense. Hitters stop quitters. Yeah, hitters kill quitters. That's that's my that's my. Those are some wonderful passages. Yeah, those are those are the two big passages that yeah. jump out at me. Danielle, I do believe you had a middle passage for. I do, and. Uh, what 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 approximate page or chapter are we in? It's a good question. Um, since I have neither page numbers nor chapter numbers, I don't know. Oh. How do you read this book then if you don't have pages or chapters? How do you know you're in the middle then? It has pages. They're just not numbered. You want to see? I don't. <laughs> I'm scared of what you have. 
it's just a bunch of banner ads. Yeah. She's just reading them. Huh. She clicks one and it's been holding her hostage. It wants her credit card information. It will not release her no matter what it says. Yes. Max realizes that Lefty has gone invis and has come down and is fucking around. Uh, he's holding up a pair of Max's jeans, uh, floated up from the closet shelf, began to parade back and forth in front of me, which I thought was pretty good. Page 94. The lefty has gone invisible without telling anybody. Yes. And it, the most he could figure to do is to make Max's clothes dance around in front of him in the air. But the part where he makes the clothes dance was, was, was funny. I would find that funny. That's... <laughs> Shut up. Jeff, let's reenact it. Okay. You be Danielle and I'll be you. You read the 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 pants dancing. I just wanted to surprise you, he said, pretending his spoons were hurt. A pair of jeans floated up from the closet shelf and began to parade back and forth in front of me. <laughs> it's Well, well, wait, da Danielle, what's so what's so funny? Don't you see the jeans are floating in the middle of the air? What page are you on? It doesn't matter, there are no pages. This book is not even real, it's just a bunch of ones and zeros in my laptop. <laughs> Hold on a second, let me let me Shut up, I have a PhD. Hold on, let me let me find it. It seems to be on page 95. Oh no. Oh god, no, my sides. Oh, God, no, my sides are splitting apart at the thought of these jeans collapsing into a heap. Oh, my God, my sides. I got to text JoJo right away and tell him not to read this book or else his sides are in danger. Danielle, you can be me. Listen. Da JoJo, warning, don't read. Let's get invisible. Page 96 because your sides won't survive. Okay, all right. Well, I'm Joe. I'm watching Cobra Kai because it's a really good show. And, uh... Yeah, it's really surprising where they take the Karate Kid because you wouldn't think it was good, but it's really good. But you know what would not be funny? Pants. Fancy. <laughs> that was yesterday when Danielle saw this part. God, my fucking sides. But motherfuckers, tell me a funnier thing that they did while they were in oh, no, this book. No, not I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that this isn't the highlight of this book. <laughs> That's what I I'm am just, saying. I'm just saying it's like as far as bars go, ours is set pretty fucking low. I'm saying as far as jokes go, this is as good as it gets. That's pretty true. The pants dance. The, pants dance. the middle of this book, which we're kind of dancing around talking about, and it's not on purpose. What happens is every chapter literally moves in the same way of let's use the mirror. Max is nervous about using the mirror. They use the mirror. There's a point where they go... Where are you? I don't see you. Say something. And then they say something. And then they turn the mirror off. That goes about 80 pages of this book. <laughs> it's occasionally broken up by dumb bullshit. Like a dog running like in. Like a dog running in or... Nobody answering the right soup away. part. I would like to read for all of you. <laughs> it is the part where Max is considering what is happening. They don't know how this mirror works or why it works. But this is one of those moments where R.L. Stein recognizes that that we, the audience, are curious. How? What's going on? Like, how are they able to be invisible? Mm -hmm. And I love it because this is a point where R.L. Stein displays the complex scientific background oh boy. that this device... Oh, man. Um experimenting, I kicked the floor. My invisible sneakers made the usual scraping sound. This is chapter 12. I grabbed my left arm with my right hand and squeezed it. It felt perfectly normal. Hi, everyone, I said. It sounded the same as ever. Only I was invisible. I glanced up at the light, casting a yellow rectangle down onto the mirror. 
What was the light's power, I wondered. Did it do something to your molecules? Sure did. Make them break apart somehow so you couldn't be seen? Now, that's pretty heavy, right? Yeah. My molecules. Molecules, man. Well, don't worry, because the very next sentence is this. No. (laughs) (laughs) That That wasn't a good theory. If your molecules broke up, you'd have to feel it. Having never had my molecules broken up, I don't know. I don't know, Daniel. If you couldn't feel it, how would you know? It seemed like they could feel it in Avengers when they all turned dust. What's the point of postulating... If you can't come up with anything. <laughs> what? Yeah. What is the goal there? For whatever reason, Max decides, I know the word molecules. How can I use the word molecules in a sentence? I have accepted that I have them. Do I, though? So, obviously, that's got to play into this, right? You hit, You turn a light on, you go invisible, you turn it off, you come back. I think because... It's so specific in that it's it's an operation. Well, we we know we know what to do to make the mirror work. We pull the string. Yeah. What we don't know is the basic background in physics that would be necessary to understand how a light bulb could turn children invisible. But here's the thing. Here's my answer to all your bullshit. <laughs> Get that on a shirt. One word answer. One word. Goosebumps. True. True. Fuck you. All right. Then with that same spirit, I would like us to move to another passage. Right. Do you want to do your soup passage? Yeah, let me do my soup passage. Um, soup, 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 soup. Where is soup? <laughs> also, again, another book where soup plays in. Another it. fucking yeah. book with soup in it. Soup also, is a these key component. These kids are given soup twice in this book as a meal. Yes. Like for dinner. For dinner. <laughs> they get a PB and J with it once. <laughs> I know, PB&J, chicken noodle. You know what? I didn't clock that. That's disgusting. You ever try a little chapter 14? They have to go down and have dinner with their grandparents who have mysteriously just appeared for the fuck of it. The, the fact that they existed, this book. <laughs> to eat soup. And here's why I want, and that's why it's important that we look at this. We need to make this very clear. This whole book is supposed to be about getting invisible yes. and then... For some reason, at literally like the dead center of this book, page 80, (laughs) we have a part where Arlstein's like, I think I'll introduce two new characters and three new soups. (laughs) Seriously? Okay, so (laughs) I close the front door behind them, his friends, and hurry to the dining room to greet my grandparents. They were already slurping their soup when I came in. Hi, Grammy. Hi, Poppy. I walked around the table, yada, yada. They look alike, almost like brother and sister. I'm just going to highlight the I have that part highlighted. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's what happens when you've been married a hundred years. Molecules. Molecules. (laughs) They're both really skinny, and they both have sad eyes and sad (laughs) expressions. So he really Hi, goes this is R.L. Stein here to bum you out. Here to fuck up your grandparents. God damn, that, that's so depressing. It's savage. He really goes in on his grandparents. Now, Danielle, that's that's a pretty poignant, pretty uh, haunting image. However, then we have two pages of this. This is a chapter. This is a chapter of this garbage. Grandma says, your suit must be ice cold now. Nothing I hate more than cold soup. I mean, what's the point of having soup if it isn't steaming hot? That's a grandparent thing to say. And then grandpa says, we had some delicious cold soup last summer. (laughs) Strawberry soup. And then grandma says, it wasn't strawberry. 
It wasn't even soup. <laughs> and then grandpa says, it was definitely soup. And then grandma says, you're wrong. This is like when you go to an, to an improv where someone's trying it for the first <laughs> yeah. time. Yes, yes, and Max thinks this could get ugly. Max tries to break. <laughs> he tries to break Please the soup tension. Stop talking about soup. And then mom goes, chicken noodle. And then <laughs> Poppy, and then grandma says, well, I had some soup a few weeks ago that we couldn't recognize. It was potato and leek soup. And then grandpa says, no, it was tomato <laughs> soup. Very different types. And then types. dad's like, uh, where's your brother? <laughs> and then lefty's like, you don't want to break up this soup talk. And then poppy says, the soup's getting cold. <laughs> and then grandma says, well, heat it up for him. <laughs> for literally like yes. half this chapter is you soup talk. Yep. Where they're arguing whether it was strawberry soup cold or some other kind of soup. It was cold soup strawberry. And then yes. like, no, that was a fancy yogurt. Yes. And then instead, uh, Grammy's arguing oh, yeah. it wasn't even soup. It was some kind of fancy yogurt. And then Poppy says, no, it wasn't. It was soup. It was definitely cold soup. You're wrong as usual, oh, Grammy. Stabbed. It was cold yogurt. I just want to point out, I have never in my life mistaken yogurt for soup. But now. Um, no. Oh, Daniel, are you 100 years old? I'm not 100 yet. Now, squad, Yeah. there are many recipes. Oh, yeah. Strawberry, strawberry soup. soup. Is it cold strawberry soup? For though? chilled oh. strawberry yeah. soup. It's like, a thing. I've heard of it. Chilled strawberry soup is a sweet spin on gazpacho. <gasps> Served with cream friche and slivered almonds. That actually... It does have yogurt in it. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucking... I recant my statement. Yeah. I think it really was a strawberry soup made with yogurt. Grammy, I did not give you credit enough. But also, who fucking cares? I almost want to say that the soup part was R.L. Stein himself. Is he Grammy or Pappy? Well, I think he's both. Grammy Pappy. Grumpy Stein yeah. got upset that he had this soup, that he couldn't tell if it was yogurt or soup. That's right. And... This is some wild soup, too, because it has orange juice and sugar, but okay. also allspice and ginger. It's the soup that wow. sounds like a dessert. Here's the thing. Not only is it a valid argument that they're having, and I recant my statement, I should not have made fun of Grammy, but also this is a very important scene to set the stakes because what these children are trying to avoid is a life of this fucking shit. A life of mundane li uh, arguments about soup. soup. Yes. And as you get older, and I, I'll admit this, 20s, 20s JoJo, he was all about chicken tenders and three-day benders. And now, in his 30s, you know what I'm all about? Ladies and chicken fingers. And soup. And soup. I'm all about that soup. I've chicken settled. finger soup? What? Chicken finger soup. I recommend it. That's not a thing, is it? Yeah, it is. Let me rephrase. Can I go to all recipes and find this? Or is this in the Danielle? No, no, but you could. The Danielle really Bick book of things I'll submit to eating. We've entered into the chaos you. section of this. I this is, a, this is the, the part of the cookbook <laughs> where the pages are stuck together because Danielle was feeling spontaneous. <laughs> I bet you $20 that you can find that shit on Pinterest. I found finger drop soup. I found chicken and dumpling soup. I found chicken pot pie fingers. I found Mike Southwest chicken. Danielle, I think you have pulled. A goof over our eyes. Oh, Paulie. Jeff, put another tally on the big board of Danielle pulling a goof over Who our eyes. Who has not stripped a chicken finger? To get the codes, 
stripped a chicken's finger while he begged for mercy and then tossed that bad boy into some boiling broth. The only thing that tastes good is food that's screaming. So, fans. Smart, fellow Smarty Bumps. Smarty Bumps. How you feeling about this chicken finger soup that we've discovered? String yourself invented? up a chicken. What the, what, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Look, Jeff. I walked into the room Look, for five Jeff, listen, listen. Arl <laughs> Stein posited to the universe... Why in God's name am I talking about soup right now? And Danielle and I are using the hundreds of thousands of dollars our educations cost to figure out the answer. The problem is that you, in your infinite desire to, to push Danielle into the strangest directions... I resent the fact that you think I have to be pushed. I could go in bonkers directions all by myself. All right. Let's see where this goes. All right, fucker. <laughs> you want to play chicken? Let's play chicken. Fingers. <laughs> we'll see who can make the other one sorriest. Now, uh, we've, we've kind of gone through a lot of this. Yeah, book, and I, I, would like, I would like to go to the, the finale. Yeah. There is a, a, a bit of a genuine tenseness at the end of this book where mirror versions of his two friends, Zach and Aaron. And Lefty. They force him into oh, yeah. the mirror world. They, they hold him up. They turn the light on. He goes invisible. And then he's kept there for 12 minutes. While he's there, he ends up encountering his mirror self. He runs away. He goes on a spirit journey. He goes on a spirit. He goes on a spirit journey. He sees God. He loves God. And God is himself. God is him. Yeah. With his beautiful swooping brown hair. Oh my God, he talks about now, his beautiful hair. He's so obsessed with his hair. But now... His character changes partway through where he's just sort of the stick in the mud. I, ha I have to get to this part because it's so important. It's so important. Okay, okay. This is actually a pretty scary part. He's, he's trapped in a mirror. Oh yeah. Running from his reflection. He oh, escapes. Yeah. He runs really fast. He's able to get away. He escapes. He's back in, he's back in the attic. He's visible again. The reflection form of Zach asks, did you make the switch? And then Aaron asks, are you one of us? And then a voice says, no, coming from the mirror. Yeah, mirror can talk apparently. Let me just establish the bonkers reality that this book has posited. Go on. The reflections can't do jack shit until they take your place. Yeah. But also, like... They can talk if they want to. They can to. talk if they, they want to. They just don't want to. So what does being invisible have to do with any of this shit if they can just talk? I think... That's just a ghost. <laughs> I think he took... I think R.L. Stein, rocket launch... Lobster Stein Thank you. had two story ideas that he couldn't co coalesce into one, into individual stories. Well, good one, news, he did. He sure one, did. He one, didn't even try. One was about invisibility. He was like, invisibility, what's a cool way that happens? Mirror. Mirror. The other story was about um, an alternate plane or a portal. A yes. portal, yes. Where you have an, uh, an alternate self. The mirror, mirror episode of Star Trek. Exactly. The, when you use it, you, a, a reflection version of you was created in it. Right. Right? And there's this alternate world that's just like a flat plane of like weird, low poly 80s environments. Yep. Just, just kind of. It's the aha video. It's in the there. aha video. The aha video. It is exactly the aha video. That, that the reflection now lives in watching from the inside out. Now, if this was its own book, the mirror would have potentially been used and then you get swapped back and forth. Yes. And the only reason you can tell that someone is either themselves or their mirror version is that literally their features 
are, are flipped. flipped. Are mirrored. That was one story. Okay. Yes. However, I would like to posit that he We're is... We're all a, positing today. He is a reader of Jacques Lacan. We all, Daniel, we all know who Jacques Who, yes. He, just, just... <laughs> the, <famous>. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, Lacan, boiling it down to a criminally basic summary. You don't fully recognize yourself as separate from your environment Mm -hmm. and the people around you as a separate entity until you see your own image in the mirror and recognize it as yourself. So in in looking in this mirror, now unable to recognize the difference between yourself, the liminal barrier between yourself and all of existence, in what sense do you exist at all anymore? Yes, and the thing is, part of what happens when you sort of interact with your mirror self is you learn to gauge your position and relative appearance in the world around you. Once you start to lose your sense of identity, remember being 12 and looking in the mirror and being like, who is that? Who's that handsome devil? Who's that? I still do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you have this moment of, of like being divorced from between your image and your feeling of self. You were just existing, and now you have to be aware of... And now you're like your, this other thing. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be the other thing. I hate it. I the other thing it. is bullshit. The other thing's got zits and weird hair, and what the fuck's wrong with it? Uh-huh. I break every mirror. Yeah, so the mirror image, the one is the enemy. Because if it gets you, you're gone. But you're not. But you're not. You're in the they, mirror. Because they broke the mirror. Yeah, you're, well. And also, I will agree with you to a certain extent that, yes, there is a sense of loss of self in the act of looking in the mirror and not recognizing what you see, which is made doubly true by the fact that they go invisible. Yes. And then they effectively cease to exist. Yeah. However, I would pause the idea that it still makes no sense and is bonkers that the reflection can act independently. Yeah, I will grant you that. And the fact that there's some kind of relationship between being invisible and your reflection popping out, I'm not really... Uh. Why is this happening? Because they had to... They had Because we had to... Something had to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't... Something had to happen at that part of the story. We only have eight pages left. <laughs> and <laughs> now this is my... And this is the other passage I want to bring up from the end of this book. And this sums up my feelings on this book, I think, perfectly. Ooh. There's a moment in every Goosebumps book, and if you read enough of them, you'll start to see it yourself, where you know R.L. Stein decided, I've written enough on this one. I'm done. Time to go. It's, not the, it's, it's not the end. Nope. Very rarely is it the end of the book. Not quite. It's a little earlier. This is on page 137, and this is after the mirror's been shattered and the bad guys are, as we understand it, defeated. Aaron and Zach were back, and they were okay. It didn't take long for everything to get back to normal. We explained everything to April and Lefty as best we could. April went home. She had a babysitter, her little sister. <laughs> Those are four sentences that each became their own paragraph. There's no explanation. There's no double checking to make sure that they're normal. There's no like moment of going like, well, is it right for us to destroy this? This like, what do we do now? Like, do we tell people about it? Do we try to mom and fix dad that this mirror's broken? Up? Yeah, yeah, whoopsies. We just get ourselves seven years of bad luck, my dude. That's not good. When I got to that point in the book, I was very happy because I knew at that point <laughs> I have reached the turn. There was nothing else I needed to do as a reader. I'm like, good. I can check out. R.L. Stein and I have come to an agreement that 137 pages is in. 
we're both done. <laughs> we're both finished with this. We can we can kind of rest on our laurels. That was R.L. Stein going, Jojo, my man, I know you've had a tough time thus far, but don't worry. I'm going to wrap this shit up. It's like at the end of a movie where they don't want to show what happens to the characters, then it goes to a freeze frame. 20 and, years later. And then text, text is just like, Joe went on to start his own pharmaceutical. <laughs> Aaron went on to babysit her younger sister. <laughs> Zach died from a drug overdose 14 <laughs> days later. Lefty could play baseball now because he was right-handed. He's now the he is now the starting pitcher of the New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that's yeah, it's just a montage that's of the images. End, that's yeah. the end of this. I have one further question. Perhaps it was the light and not the mirror that was the agent of thingness. You might you might be right, Danielle, but to your question a question. Yes. Who cares? <laughs> first of all. First of all. We got our doctorate in who the fuck cares. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So let's let's posit the idea <laughs> that R.L. Stein in classic, I would argue even cosmic horror tradition yes. has posited a scientific invention that unleashes a power that man was not meant to know right. that is being trifled with by children, which right. is typically a metaphor because when thou tramples with that which you're not meant to know, we are all children in the face of a cold, uncaring universe. We don't understand. Let's say that's true. Yep. We still have three pages of soup talk, and I'm sorry, <laughs> that's too much. Now, one thing that I will say about this book is there was a lot of what Jeff has termed the middle of the book problem where not a lot <laughs> happens in there. But it happens also, over and over. But also the, the book makes a lot of like promises it doesn't keep about invisible shenanigans. Love that shit. Most of them are problematic and gendered. Yep. Yep, there's a lot of spying on naked spying girls. Spying on naked girls, yep. and then the girl tries it, and she's like, this is how I'm going to lose weight. And it's Oh, like, yeah, I meant to talk about that. So cool. That was not all right. She's 12. Seriously, and small. I thought it would be fun to think of some real invisible shenanigans. Ooh, that's I didn't right. have to because Aya Sinziris of the Talk To wrote the following article. I don't believe that any of those things are real. 15 things you would do if you were invisible. Oh, tell me. Tell me what the fuck I would do. Blizz, 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 I blizz, hope blizz. you guys are... The, the image associated with this article is nightmarish. Is it an eyeball peeking into a locker room full of ladies? It's a woman kissing a hand that doesn't look like her hand. It looks like an alien's hand. Okay. The um, fuck? So a goosebumps cover. What the cover. fuck? Yeah. But Number 15. Wait, wait, Danielle. What? Number 15. What? Number 15. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Spy on your boss. Whoa! To what end? Whoa! Well, you totally wish you could do this. This no. is how I answer it. Oh, sweet. Thank no. you. Um, this is basically any girl's dream. What? What? Oh, it's for. It's, Wait, it's what? specifically a gendered article. What? Here's number fourteen, and this is a very millennial idea okay. of something to do with being invisible. <clears throat> Sneak into your neighbor's apartment. That's fair. I would do that. I want to know what people's houses look like. Everyone has one neighbor you're super curious about. All of them. And chances are, you definitely have one, too. 
Okay. Wait. Well, uh, that that. Okay. Good sentence. Hang on. If you were invisible, comma another crazy <laughs> thing you would do sure. is sneak into your neighbor's apartment. It's crazy since it's. It, I love this. It's basically illegal. No, it's exactly illegal. 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 It's, it's, it's precisely it's illegal. Only illegal. Breaking and entering. But is it illegal if you're invisible and no one catches you or even knows you're there? Yes! Is, is murder illegal? illegal if no one saw you actually kill That's the person? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the, the author goes, <laughs> you're not sure. Who knows? This article is so fucking wild. That's this is bad. This is somebody who doesn't have an imagination. Yeah, because why why wouldn't you be fucking with people? I'm not going to I'm not going to explain 13 because I think it goes exactly how far into bonkers town this article goes. Oh my. 13. Text people from your BFF's phone. But you don't have to be invisible to do that. Yeah, just let them go to the bathroom for yeah. a while. Also, here's number 11. Hang around your boyfriend's mom. What? What? Okay, now fuck? I now I feel I have to read. Is what this sort the of fuck? like Is this like they're assuming that you're going to hear something? What the fuck? How else are you going to find out what she really thinks about you? I don't give a shit. She's definitely not going to tell you to your face that she hates you and your boyfriend is definitely not going to tell you the truth. No. Hey. That's not happening anytime soon. You're dying to know what's really up. No. And this is the perfect thing to do if you're invisible. No. You can head over to your boyfriend's parents' house and hang out there for as long as you want. And you can definitely go there whenever you want since, of course, no one will be the wiser. Pretty sweet plan. I can't. I can't. I'm going to die. I can't. No. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a gift. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to read number. Can I just and, and, wait, Danielle, wait. Hold all on. Right, hold all on. Right, hold on. Hold right, on. Right, I really want to hear what you have to say, but I no, need, you don't. I, I need no. I do, but I need to say this next one to Jeff to gauge his reaction. Oh, Jeff, I'm intrigued. Number nine, crazy things you would do if you were invisible. Fly. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Does, okay. It, does it mean like you okay. can get on an airplane for free because you're invisible, or is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Does there's text with it, right? Guys, <laughs> this was page one Google things to do if invisible. When you're invisible, oh boy, who dog? When you're invisible, you could totally fly. You got a magical power and you can use it. Take advantage of your invisibility and fly. Here we go. Go ahead, just try it. <laughs> yes, please do. Go fucking try it. Number number eight is shop at Whole Foods. Is this a poorly translated? Wait, article? no, it doesn't say shop at Whole Foods. You, I will bet you fifty dollars right now that that number eight is shop at Whole Foods. It's just they steal at Whole Foods, not shop at Whole Foods. Go on other people's first dates. Who is this? I don't know. I love them. I think they made a movie about this called Silence of now, the Lambs. Now, too. now here's one. Here's one that would make Kim rip her hair out. Kim okay. does the uh, the disclaimer for our show. This one would make Kim rip her hair yeah. out. Work on the weekend. Oh, my God. Does this it mean is... have a job on the weekend? Or does it mean, like, I'm going to get or some... Or I'm going to work it. Jeff, I'm not going to... I'm does not going to... say W-E-R-K? I'm not going to waste the neural energy <laughs> that I have saved up from this coffee I just drank yeah. to know what the fuck that means. That's... Which, which number on there is it puts the lotion on its skin? But here's the thing, Danielle. I haven't <laughs> scrolled all the way down. I'm a little scared. What okay. number are we at now? Because I can't really expect what number one's going to be. I, Rearrange your BFF's furniture is number four. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a stroke. Now, this next one has a picture associated that I personally love where it's three checkboxes and it's single, taken, oh, no. and hungry. Oh, no. This, this one is bad. This one is... This article is a I'm gift. I'm not ready. This one is replace the food in your sister's fridge. 
I don't have a sister. What do I do? I don't know, Jeff. <laughs> oh, my God. Get a sister. Oh, my God. Wait, is that number five? We skip number That's five. That's number three. <laughs> number five. No, no, no. Get a sister. Is that number five? Oh, <laughs> this sure. one. Okay. This next one, though, I don't understand. This is number two. This is number, number, number two. two. Spend yeah. the day at Ikea. Hey, if I want to feel invisible... That's where I go. Seriously, if I want to be a non-person and it's just a sea of faces. What's number one? What's number one? Squad. We've ridden this far with you, Joe. Squad, I want you guys to know that I think I may have picked the greatest list of things you could do while invisible. Number one. Number one. We've come this far. Change. Oh, boy. Your boyfriend's Netflix list. That is, that is, No. now, one of God's messengers comes down to you, clad in beautiful glowing robes, and grants to you a mirror with a light bulb over it, and says, my child, we have created for you a test to see if humans truly are good and just or vile base creatures. What will thou do with the ability to not be seen by thy fellow man? This person might actually get into heaven with this one. This is the text. The crown jewel of crazy things you would do no. if you were invisible. Huh. That would be messing with your boyfriend's Netflix account and changing up the shows and movies on his list. You, you know, said crown jewels. The, the list. most famously thievable thing in the world that no one's been able to steal. You are only 100% mad and not even the 50% wildest thing in this. If you really want to do something crazy and totally fun... Then put all kinds of, and for, for the people out there who identify as, as female, I'm very sorry. Mm. Put all kinds of girly stuff on your boyfriend's Netflix Whoa. list. Actually, Whoa. I'm just going to apologize to everyone everywhere because that's a terrible sentence. No shit. You can add reality shows, romantic comedies, oh and God. even shows like Full House and Jane the Virgin. Oh my this God. is even better if the shows and movies on his current list are all horror, science fiction, fantasy, and action. An anime. This An person. anime. Needless to say, this is a brilliant prank, and he will go crazy. This this this, this was not originally about invisibility. They no. took an article about no. something else. Yes. Benign. It was about 15 things you would want to do. If yeah, you were a bird. 15 things to do <laughs> when you <laughs> 15 things to do Why? when you have an afternoon of nothing. <laughs> 15 things you'd want to do if you were a bird. Squawk. Oh, float. Uh, Listen to my stepmom talk about me. Pets, peck the dirt. Is this going to do it? Are we done? I'm done. I am so mad. I, I mean, Danielle liked this one. I didn't like this one. But I think the real thing that we can all agree on is this article about things to do with Invisible is buck wild. Yeah. I, you know, any criticism that you could have had of this book after reading that list, yeah, you got to show you gotta, your yeah, fucking yeah. face. This is our little behind the screams. Because uh, so we are screaming. Yeah, we're screaming. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. Uh, they're a wonderful band, very nice people, and you can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. The next episode of Geese Bumps is going to be coming out on September 29th, and we're going to be reading Goosebumps 12. Be careful what you wish for. Danielle? Yep. Would you please grace us, Unwashed Heathens, the final passage oh God. of R.L. Stein's Let's Get Invisible? I would rather do nothing else except <laughs> pet the dirt. <clears throat> okay. Lefty tossed me the ball. We trotted behind the garage, our usual place for tossing the ball around. I lobbed it back to him. 
we were having a pretty good game of catch until about five minutes had gone by until I stopped and froze in place. Were my eyes playing tricks on me? Here comes my fastball, he said. He heaved it at me. No, no, no. I gaped open-mouthed as the ball shot past me. I didn't even try to catch it. I couldn't move. I could only stare in horror. My brother, Lefty, was throwing right-handed. Ba-bam! Well, bam indeed. Yeah! My name is JoJo. I have a PhD. My name is Danielle. I have a PhD, allegedly. My name is Jeff, and I'm trapped in the mirror. No! This is Goosebumps, the Digimon Goosebumps podcast, and remember, stay out of the basement! (laughs) 